Hello live hackers. Everybody knows about mantras or at least maybe you've heard about them. I had a chance to organize for Deva Primal and Mitan for three years and uh, I translated for Krishna Das. If you don't know, those are people who have been in the world of mantras and singing mantras for a very long period of time. And it seems kind of easy just to choose a mantra and to recite it. But in reality, it's not that simple. It's not as easy as it seems. And who can better tell about mantras and how to deal with them than someone who comes from the culture that actually gave us a gift of mantras. And today I asked a dear friend of mine, Ruv Mehta, to tell about mantras and the most effective ways to use mantras. The most important thing is that he's a Brahmin. And um, also, even though I thought that I knew how to recite mantras, after he actually gave me a very particular mantra to recite, to use in my life, I started utilizing it the way he told me to. And the effect is much more significant than what I just did on my own before that. So I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy it. If you ever want to get in contact, get in touch with Ruv Mehta to get a reading of your chart and in, in the end to actually see what mantras work for you best, contact us via info at happinesspatterns.com and just after intro, Ruv Mehta, please welcome him. Patterns of happiness are frameworks that always work. They are tools and practices that will bring permanent change to your life for better. We're not looking for temporary solutions. We change and transform. We practice what we preach and we're gonna share it with you here. Be careful because you can become seriously happier today. Good morning, friends. We have been working on all the three dimensions, uh, personal, social and spiritual. And when we talk about the spiritual dimension, one of the most powerful, effective tool that we have got is a mantra. Generally, there is a lot of there are many misconceptions about what is a mantra and how to use that. First of all, let me and make a clear distinction between three different things. There are three different things. One is a mantra, the other thing is a prayer, and the third thing is a bhajana. A mantra uh, is like a seed of energy. Uh, it works with the sound, it works with some beach mantras or seed sounds, and uh, it works with the inner body, and this, the subtle body. The prayer, on the other hand, is it works to the mind. We, what is a prayer? A prayer is when, when you ask something for uh, that God give me this, God I am experiencing this, please help me with that. So when you ask something, a prayer is always you remember God but in that remembering there is always some kind of asking there. And then there is the third thing which is called a bhajana. So, I'm sure uh, you have heard lots of bhajan. Many people they think that these are mantras, but they are not mantras. They are bhajans. What is a bhajan? A bhajan means 
where you praise the God. A bhajan is a devotional song. A song that praises the God is a bhajan. There is a very clear distinction between these three things. And please do not get confused. Please don't think that a bhajan is a mantra. Bhajans are very nice. They are, they are lovely to listen to. They soothe our body, mind and soul. But that's what they do. They are not mantras. Mantras work totally differently. So today's topic is about how to use mantras, what are mantras. So as I said earlier, a mantra is an energetic seed that when used correctly, it can create changes in our subtle energy body. Uh, now uh, to know a little bit more about mantras, I would like to give you an example. Imagine that uh, there are two people lying down on a bed. One of them has recently died like let's say before two minutes they have died the other one is alive they are both sleeping now if you if you look at the uh, physical structure the kind of organs that they both have the chemical composition of the body there is not much difference and the, the one who has just died and the one who is alive they are more or less same or similar except one thing the dead is dead the alive, the one who is alive, is live and kicking when he wakes up, uh, you know, uh, he has got energy, there is some kind of aliveness in that, right? So while they look very similar on the outlook, uh, there is a huge difference. Now when you pick up a mantra from a book or uh, you find it from some website on the internet, that mantra is more or less like a dead body it is the same composition of words but there is no aliveness in that uh, the reason is in order for a mantra to work what is required is that the mantra be given to you by someone who has got the siddhi of that mantra siddhi of mantra means someone who has already worked with the mantra for hundreds of thousands of times and acquired integrated that mantra in their system and when this kind of a person gives that mantra to you it has its own aliveness now the person who has the siddhi of the mantra he or she himself received the mantra from someone who had siddhi so it runs like a lineage now when someone who has the siddhi of a mantra gives you a mantra it is like they are making a transfer of money from their account to your account now they can make this transfer because they already have got it in, in got it in their own accounts like now when when you when you read it on internet or from some book there is no account there is no no deposit in that account and you are just picking up it's like uh, you found a book with printed 500 euro note you know it looks real but it has no value so essentially First of all, a mantra must be given to you by someone who has worked on it, who has got the siddhi on it. So for example, I myself know maybe thousands of mantras, but I do not give thousands of mantras to people. I only share those on which I have worked. And most of this mantra which I have worked, they have been given to me by my grandfather and uh, some other people some teachers mm, that came across in my life so for a mantra to work it must be alive and 
and alive mantra is the one which comes to you from someone who has got the siddhi otherwise it is just some mental practice you are repeating something some dead words not not a real seed you know it's like if you put a plastic seed like a plastic ball in the ground it will not grow if you put an apple seed which is alive it grows because it is alive the seed is alive so a mantra is an energetic seed which is alive and it has got some potential uh, to do something to create inner changes because it has been worked by some so as i said earlier uh, listening a mantra is not enough listening a mantra is like watching someone eat food well the food might look very delicious and tasty and beautifully uh, dressed but it doesn't feed you it doesn't give you any nutrition or any taste so when you listen to a mantra what you are doing is you are you are simply witnessing someone else chanting that mantra now in order to get the real benefits of mantra it must be chanted the 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 sound of the mantra must originate from you listening works especially with bhajans for example uh, i i already gave you some examples of bhajan so uh, and that also will soothe you it will make you feel calmer uh, you you will feel uh, you know some joy but it is not the same thing as the transformation that happens by the use of a mantra at the energetic level so essentially uh, th this i am bringing up because i read in our group that um, i like to listen to this mantra and that mantra listening to mantra is ineffective at least not for the purpose that mantra is designed for it may give you some some good feeling that's all it is so chanting the mantra is the right way to do now when it's about chanting the mantra there are three different ways by which we can do that the first way is out loud for example <clears throat> uh, you remember i gave you, uh, you this mantra aham prem so you can sit relaxed and you can chant loudly aham prem this is the first way however uh, this chanting out loud works best when it is done as a part of a group for example in india when they do yagyas brahmins when they do yagyas so this for the yagyas uh, a group of brahmin depending on the kind of the yagya maybe it is 5 or 11 or 21 brahmins or even more they chant the mantras out loud together and that uh, that group dynamics create a full creates a field of energy where anyone sitting near by also will be affected but of course you can do it even when you are alone but it is a little less effective alone out loud is less effective than the second two methods the second method to use the mantra would be uh, to chant this mantra would be to chant it silently without making a loud sound for example some people would do like this without the sound only you can hear the sound inside you uh, but still you are hearing the sound your lips are moving your tongue is moving inside and uh, there is no sound outside this is a way uh, which is a little more effective than 
alone chanting out loud remember chanting out loud in a group is very effective very powerful way but alone better the second way however both of these ways chanting out loud or chanting silently are nothing compared to the real way of chanting a mantra the real way would be you're sitting with closed eyes and you are repeating the mantra inside of you without moving any inner parts of the body for example normally when we when we read a book silently then also our tongue moves our lips moves even if it is silently for for example that's how we read but uh, in this case when you want to do the mantra the real way no inner organ of the body no tongue no vocal cords no lips no teeth there is no movement when you do the mantra when you chant the mantra without any inner movement it is not possible unless you are absolutely present in the moment because uh, that movement is automatic and wherever there is automatic there is always some loss of consciousness so uh, if you want to do the real way please do it without moving any inner part it will be difficult in the beginning but very soon you will get the knack of it and that is how the real yogis would do uh, their own mantras there is a special significance of using the mantra in the last manner which i said without moving anything inside your body uh, do you know the name of the fourth chakra the heart chakra it is called anahata anahat means unstruck so whenever you are making any sound there is always some striking of the vocal cord there is there are some vibrations anahata is unstruck without striking anything so when you use this mantra without moving any part of the body it is also an anahata sound so it's very important and very powerful way of using a mantra very uh, it, this this way of the uh, using the mantra gives very quick results in addition to uh, the different ways of using mantra i would also like to share with you some simple uh, tips which can be helpful for uh, getting quicker and effective results first of all whenever you use a mantra make it into a singular activity that means you don't use the mantra while you are uh, driving you don't use the mantra while you are cooking uh, give it a special time uh, give it a dedicated time and a best way to do mantra is to have a minimum 20 minutes of practice on any given day secondly whenever possible uh, sit facing the north the east or between them the northeast any of these three directions these are very powerful directions to connect with divine energy and the final thing whenever you use mantras mind will always wander remember mind is like rocky my dog which i showed you previously uh, the mind will go in different directions time and again all you have to do is every time you recognize that the mind has moved away from you pull it back to the uh, to your own self knowing that it has gone away is a good sign because then you can pull it back to yourself so i believe that if you follow the simple tips uh you'll get very quick and very effective results using the mantras thank you very much have a great day